This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, and I am so happy I'm back on the air with the proper equipment. We finally got everything ordered and installed and set up, and I think our, our troubles are behind us as far as the uh, sound for the show here, so I hope so. And as, as much as we'd certainly like to stop talking about the coronavirus, uh, I'm afraid we cannot completely do so because it's the driving force behind the market psychology and the damage to the economy and what's going on in the stock market, and you can't ah, talk about it, even though I'm sure everybody is tired of hearing about it. The market has shown lots of volatility, and it's caused a lot of uncertainty, this coronavirus issue. And it's going to stay with us. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think I'll talk about it further in the show, what I think needs to happen for it to start to fade in the background. But for the time being, it's not. And as an investor, you, you certainly want help and strategies in dealing with what's going on and all this volatility. And that's what you're listening to the show for. That's what you're here for. And we're all aiming for that same goal, financial freedom. And that's why you listen. I'm sure it is. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you'll call me this hour. This is a call-in show through the Invest Talk radio program and the podcast. I can help you become a better investor. Justin and I, Justin Klein and I, you do this to help. Of course, we do it to also get clients. I'm not pretending that's not true either. I'm just saying we're more more folk. I'm more focused on just seeing if we can get through this time, try to grow all our money, and everybody, everyone getting wealthy. That's the goal, right? And we do this through independent thinking and shared success. We're going to share everything we have. Justin and I will share everything. Certain things we can't share because of SEC rules, but that's only because, you know, they have those rules. But everything we're going to try to share as much as we can, okay? Now, our company, KPP Financial, is different than other investment advisors because we, we, don't, we have unbiased guidance here. And, we, and whatever we recommend an investment strategy, we implement for ourselves. I buy the exact same thing for my clients and my and our different investment strategies as I do for myself. Same price, same same price, same percentage. So you know, I like I like putting my mouth money where my mouth is. And that's what we do. Now, everybody, I'm ready here. I'm ready to take your calls. Uh, any any investing questions, any financial questions we'll talk about, or any time listener line number is open. It's always open. And we're live right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now, the coronavirus is certainly, you know, causing business activity to change. I mean, your personal habits dramatically change. And I think some of these personal habits will be changed forever. But what... What are we looking at? Are we going to change everything? Uh, now, I've had to cancel my my April portfolio review trips to Houston, Chicago. And I'm hoping that in the next couple of months, maybe things will reopen. We'll see. 
I, I'm just I just had to put it on hiatus. I had a feeling I was going to have to do that, but I kind of want to wait to see what the uh, President Trump said about the uh, after the 15th day. But it was obvious that you know something was going to it was, needed to be extended. But I will do. We still do these uh, no cost, no obligation uh, um, inve- portfolio investment guidance type of issues. So I will make no cost, really. Portfolio assessments will do it through your, via telephone or two-way Skype video. You can reach out to me or Justin and learn more about KPP Financial and what we do. You can do it at investtalk.com. That's two T's, investtalk.com. Now, my main talking point today, several indicators suggest a stock market bottom, stock market bottom, panic selling of stocks has ceased but coronavirus fears could send the S&P 500 swooning again. So we might have a bottom in. It might be a short-term bottom. It could be the long-term bottom. But I am, no one really knows. This is unprecedented. We have, we don't, you can't go back in time and say, oh, this happened before. Because it hasn't. It has not. Yeah, you had the Great Depression. Yeah, you had some pretty deep recessions. But the cause and the speed and shutting down the economy voluntarily, that's never happened. Never happened before. Voluntarily shut down the economy? Never happened. So how can we come out of it? Don't know. Don't know. I, I mean, we have some have some ideas, but no, everything is kind of... I also want to talk about the statistics, statistics are out. We had a couple of March statistics I wanted to mention. Also, we're going to have another stimulus package. This is going to be um, this is going to be on infrastructure. We're going to discuss that a little bit. And what does the stock market or the stock market participants want to see to have a recovery? To and to have the recovery, what do they, what are they looking for? I've got three things I think that kind of need to happen for it to really. You know, get traction. That's what I think. Now, what happened today? The Dow was down 410 points, the Nasdaq down 74, and the S&P down 42. And in normal times, that would be lots of numbers. That would be big. That's a pretty good move. Not these days. Not months of March, that's for sure. And of course, today is the last day of March. Okay, let's go ahead and talk to somebody. Let's go to Art in Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you? I am good. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, SH. I wanted to uh, possibly get like a half a position right around where it's at, like about 27, 26, 27, because um, I'm not so sure that the uh, market is going to continue upward in its upward trend. I think it's coming down over the next well, that's not a month. Yeah, okay. Well, that's not a bad idea. By the way, um, we are where we do you know? Have you ever looked at the Fibonacci numbers, Art? Have you know you know anything about Fibonacci numbers? No, I haven't looked at those. Okay, I think we're getting close to a, a retrenchment number. Um, we think it can go to the fifty percent to sixty-six percent area, and at that point, we probably get more cautious. And we're just below the 50% retracement number. In other words, everybody, the market fell hard. Now we have a bounce, and that bounce, based on Fibonacci theory, should come up to about 
20, 50% to 66%, somewhere in that range. And it's approaching, you know, that bounce uh, to about the 37, 38% level, if I remember right when I was looking at it today. So it's approaching that. Um, I think that's a good idea as a hedge against a further fall because most people and most investors even believe we're going to have a retest of the lows. Now, if that happens, that's, that's, a, that's another steep fall just to even retest it. So, to protect your portfolio, that might be a good idea. Okay? SH, everybody, is the ProShare short. It's exchange, It's an ETF seeking the performance co- corresponding to the inverse return of the S&P 500. So, if the S&P 500 goes down, this will go up inversely. And exactly the same amount of money. Almost, same amount of price. Almost. Thanks, Art. Appreciate the call. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me or Justin at our KPP offices in Irvine. And yes, we have not skipped a beat. We are still in business and running. Even though we had to have something, we're not in the office, but we're still working. I had an emergency plan, and it's impl- implemented. So we're all on board. So give us a call. Reach out to us at investtalk.com. Send me a message, email. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. With the recent events surrounding the coronavirus, now more than ever people are staying at home and getting away from their exercise routine. Gyms are closing, people are stuck inside, and tightness and stiffness are afflicting us all. This is the perfect time to focus on personal health and wellness, which is an industry on the rise. Recently, I have discovered this great product to reduce my pain and stiffness caused by sitting too long at my desk doing research. The product has 13 all-natural ingredients and is sold in hundreds of doctor's offices, pharmacies, retail chains, gyms, and spas throughout the country. This muscle rub, made by Quanta, a publicly traded applied science company, has patented technology proven to supercharge key ingredients and make them perform five times more effectively within the human body. It is optimized to drastically reduce both pain and inflammation naturally. I know this sounds too good to be true, but they have the white paper to prove it. I use their various health and wellness products every day for a host of different benefits. Additionally, for a limited time, listeners of InvestStock can receive promotional discount pricing at buyquanta.com. Use the promo code INVEST to save 20% on your first order. In fact, Quanta is so confident you'll be pleased with their products, they actually offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied with the results. Again, simply use the code INVEST to save 20% at buyquanta.com. B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A.com. It's Tuesday, and we've all been watching market volatility. So you'll have important finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's got answers, but you have to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Alex in Orlando. I want to talk about Prudential Financial. Prudential Financial, Alex. Hey, how you doing, Steve? I'd just like to know your opinion about the fundamental of the company and how, and how is it going to do during this coronavirus and is it a good investment at this price? Okay. Prudential Financial Inc. It offers life insurance, annuities, mutual funds, retirement products in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. 
and you know, it is a very solid company. They don't have too much debt, which I like. Uh, they're $20.6 billion size, so it's very large. Uh, earnings are have been, you know, guiding higher, but I, I think we can't trust those earnings now, obviously. And being a financial company, I think even though they have very low debt, they pay an 8.4% dividend, they have very good cash flow, I think that they're going to have struggle. I think their earnings are going to struggle here for, for the next few, two or three quarters. So I think it might be a little bit early, uh, early, Alex. I'm not keen on financials yet. So I think I would just kind of put okay. it on my watch list and just just keep watching it. It might come back down and retest the lows, and I, I would wait for that. I really would. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Cash is king. Let's go to Mac and Los Cabos. How you doing, Mac? Really well, Steve. Enjoying the show as always. Uh, Thank you. I wanted to ask you about about Haynes HBI. I've uh, down about fifty percent in this, and actually, it was it kind of a bad. Uh, it was doing poorly before the uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic, mm-hmm. and I was thinking maybe I should get rid of it and try to find a better place. I, I think I would. Uh, Hanes Brands, even though in a normal life it would be fine, but makes T-shirts, bras, panties, men's underwear, kids' underwear, socks, hosiery. Uh, I just don't think clothing is where you want to be in this in this situation. I think it's you'd rather be on the food side, uh, Mac. Um, uh, things that would not be uh, crushed because of a slowing economy, economy that's really gone down. I mean, there are th- opportunities out there, but you got to be really, really careful. I mean, it looks good because they pay 7.6% dividend, but they don't have any growth, and they didn't have. They have The growth has been slowing the last few quarters. I, I just don't think there's any, re- any reason to keep this stock. HB- don't they have a lot H-B-I. of debt, Yeah. Remember, yeah, and I'm not keen on debt right now. Justin and I both, we've studied this issue for some time. And even last year, we didn't like debt. But now, debt is really dangerous for these companies. Because their sales are going to fall. Profits are going to fall. They still got the debt. They still got to pay it. Even though it's cheap debt, they still have to have the money to pay the cheap debt. So, Mac, I I would probably look for a place to exit. I would. Appreciate the call. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, Mac. HBI. HBI, everybody. Okay. These indicators suggest a stock market bottom by the coronavirus fears. Could send the S&P 500 to win again. It could. The the coronavirus fears. But there is indication that maybe we're at a bottom. I don't know if it's the bottom, but I do think it's a bottom. Why do we say that? Well, because panic selling is done. And it looks like there was capitulation because everybody was selling everything. When, I mean, bonds, gold, stocks, they sold anything they sell rather than selling things they should sell, you know, or should not sell. They sold everything. So panic selling is a good indication of a bottom being put in. That's one reason why they say it is possible that we've seen a bottom. But this is different times. I'm not, I'm not necessarily buying that, everybody. We are in different times. And why is because no one's ever shut down an economy completely, ever. And we don't know if you can just start it back up. 
And when do you start it back up? We don't know. So, I'm, I, I, I could be a bottom. It is a bottom, but I don't know if it's the bottom. On the next Invest Talk, this story. Are some 60 large U.S. companies susceptible to a dividend cut? Investors are already seeing companies reduce or eliminate dividend payouts. That story tomorrow, everybody. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Hello, uh, this is Steve from New Mexico. Been a loyal listener since 2012. I have a question about Tesla. I know that both of you weren't too keen on the stock previously, but I think it's going to make some money and maybe quite a bit of money. So I'm thinking about purchasing. Can you please tell me how you feel about the stock now since it's starting to make some money? Thank you very much. Well, they are scheduled to make money in 2020 this year, and that's up. They're going to make six dollars and eleven cents, and next year it's supposed to make thirteen dollars and four cents. So those are huge earnings numbers, while sales are falling. So the, my biggest fear of Tesla, I mean, I, they have a great car. You can't take that away from them. Tesla's TSLA manufactures high-performance, fully electronic vehicles. And, of course, those electric vehicles are here to stay, and they're going to have a lot more competition, but they make the top-end car, okay? Um, the return equity is 1%. They have great cash flow of $12 a share. The question you should be asking yourself is, how is this coronavirus and the economic damage it's doing going to affect Tesla? Well, I can tell you, all car sales are probably going to fall. And Tesla's a car company, everybody. It's a car company. What do you give, if they make $13, what's a proper PE for that? Uh, you know, 220 PE? That'd be $260 stock. A 40 PE? That means it's a $500 stock, and it's 524 I think you're going to have an, a, you know, another retest of the low. It got down to about 350 intraday and set 524. So I think you've got time to let it come back down to you a little further before you jump in. Okay? Let's go to Mike in Livermore. Technical question on buying. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. I have a, I'll be fast three if you need. I've got the extra time. Quick questions. The first one was, uh, why on my statement that sometimes it show that uh, they sell a half a share, a third of a share, or buy something like that, when I have like 10, 15, 20 shares and they vary in price, there's no price, or why would they buy a half or a third of a share? Okay, so let's say a company issues a dividend and you have the dividends reinvested in the stock. That's how you can get a partial share. Okay, so a reinvested okay. dividend in the same stocks. That that could happen. I I I I've seen that happen. It's very common, actually. So what you can stop that, Mike. Sell? You t- a sell you shouldn't. You know, the only time you get a the only time you should get a partial partial sell 
uh, on a, a partial share sell. Partial is kind of unusual. I, I've never seen that. Are you saying you have a sell order? You put a sell order in? No, I didn't. And it was a partial uh, sell? Yeah. Uh, financial institution I'm using does that once in a while. Ah, uh, why do okay. you sell a third or a half uh, uh, for a commission? Okay. They could no. They could have done that by just saying they wanted to sell a, a half of your position, and you know if exactly half might have give you a fraction. That's they could do that. That's an order they could put in. Normally, people can't do those kind of orders. Individuals, you have to sell if you have a hundred shares or fifty shares or twenty shares. You want to sell ten, they'll sell ten. But, uh, you know, uh, institutions can sell partial shares and you might be part of a, a huge platform of people in the same program. And they said, OK, for all these people, I want to sell 25 percent of their shares in ABC stock and 25 percent of your holdings could have got you a fraction sale, fraction share sell. That's oh, how that could that happen. Makes sense. All right. All right OK. Quick, uh, Thanks, I, Mike. I a couple of, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, what's the difference between uh, SPY and VOO uh, for uh, SPY, Spider, and Vanguard? The only difference I can see is price. Uh, SPY, SPY is $20 more than VOO, but they follow almost the exact same thing. They both follow the S&P. Why the difference in the price? and uh, What's the difference between the two? What would you well, buy? It wouldn't matter because they will track the S&P 500 exactly uh, just because they have a different share price for the ETFs or two ETFs, exchange traded funds. Uh, doesn't mean that they're, they're, they both will track the exact same uh, up and down of the S&P 500. So it really doesn't matter. Mike, I appreciate the call. Thank you for the call. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, everybody. 888-992-4278. Okay, we had this March Chicago PMI was higher than expected at 47.6. It was 49, so it fell. We're talking about March. And March is where we, you know, starting to see the damage, right? Big damage coming in. Uh, March confidence index went from 132 to 120. And uh, the interesting thing was China reported stronger manufacturing numbers than expect they didn't expect as strong as they have now you know they still wasn't still wasn't strong but yeah okay the financial impact of COVID-19 has already caused unprecedented damage Goldman Sachs is now expecting the U.S. economy the U.S. unemployment numbers will reach 15 percent unemployment now as we go over the break here's my trivia question what was the U.S. unemployment rate during the Great Recession of 2008 and 9. And what was the U.S. unemployment rate during the Great Depression, 1929 to 1933? I'll have the answer after this break, but now we're taking your market and financial questions live at 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities, the chance to learn better ways of doing things, the prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. 
However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial Consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. What was the U.S. unemployment rate during the Great, the great Recession, or just the recession of 2008-2009? I don't want to confuse the recession. That was pretty big. With the U.S. Great Depression, depression, that was 1929-1933. So what was the unemployment rates in those two things? And most people alive today remember the, the recession of 2008-2009, the deep recession. But for younger listeners, I'll remind you that the Great Depression was a severe worldwide economic depression of economic activity. I mean, just everywhere. It, it, you know, it was in the, mostly in the 1930s, 1930s. It started in the United States as a major fall in stock prices. And by the way, the stock market fell about 80%, 80, 80. It started September 4th, 1929. So money supply decreased sharply. Money supply. Remember what the Fed's doing now. They're flooding the system with money. Very different. Now it's so money supply decreased sharply on Black Tuesday and the bank holiday of 1933, March. Okay, so the Great Depression is commonly used as an example of how intensely a global economy can decline. So during the Depression, the highest rate of U.S. unemployment was 24.9%, and that was in 1933. Started in 1930, so it's 25% unemployment rate. 1931 and 1940, the unemployment remained about 14%, okay, over the whole period. During the recession, unemployment reached this recession. Now, not the depression. The recession in 2009, unemployment reached 10%. That was October 2009, okay? So, if we hit a 15% unemployment by this summer, it would be a significant event. Well, why am I saying 15%? Because Goldman Sachs or somebody, you know, one of those big houses said that that's what they think they're going to be. Okay? Now, Here's a look at the change in U.S. economic indicators between 1929 and 1932. Industrial production was down 46%. Wholesale prices were down 32%. Prices fell. Uh, Foreign trade was down 70%. Unemployment up. Huge. Okay? So that's the difference. Um, we are not in a depression. Could we go there? Well, if we keep we keep not working, we keep you know everybody home. Yeah, we can go into depression. 
And I don't know what, how, many, how many people will die from that. I, I have no idea. I wish I had the stats for back in the 1930s, how many people died because of the Great Depression. If, because we can't go back to that. We really can't. We really can't. I'm just saying we could possibly do that, but we really can't. We don't, you know, that's up to us. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz. How you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Thank you. If I'm looking at Exelon um, as a defensive play, it's about 27% down from its 52-week high, and uh, I'm wondering what you think. Okay, let's take a quick look at it. I kind of like it uh, because what they do, okay, it's uh, X, EXC is a symbol, Exelon Corp. It is a $36 billion company. I like the fact that it's big. Engaged in generation distribution of electricity to 8.8 million customers of Pennsylvania, Maryland, and uh, Illinois. Uh, they're going to make money. They, you know, it's a utility. Generally, utilities make money. Salesmen have fallen 5% every quarter for the last one, two, three quarters. So salesmen fall. I'm not sure about why. Cash flow is very strong. Um, debt is not terrible. Many utilities do have debt. That's the thing you probably should focus on, uh, John. How much debt uh-huh. do they have, and can they handle it? You know, is it is it a big part of their business? Uh, how much of that cash flow has to go to pay the debt? Um, and that would be my only worry. The dividends four point two percent. They probably will keep that. Uh, so it fell from like almost $50 a share all the way down to 30 and today's at 36 Okay, so I think it's going to make this recovery, and then we may have a retest. Everybody is thinking a retest, so that possibly we may not have it because everybody's thinking they're going to have a retest, including me. So um, when everybody believes something, John, I get nervous that everybody else was agreeing with me, and then I'd say, well, wait, maybe I'm wrong. You know, so... So, but it is a good, solid company. Good. You might want to, if you're going to do anything, maybe put on a half a position here. And if it falls back down, this would be a good long-term hold. You can buy the other half. How's that? Thank you. John? Yeah. Pre- Sounds good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. As regular listeners know, Justin and, and I make it a practice to get in as many caller questions as we can. We want to. So let's go to our voice bank now. This question this question came in earlier on our Anytime Listener Line number, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin and Steve. Thank you for the show. I just have a question. I was just laid off from work. I've had a 401k with them for 21 years. Balance is around 270000 and was wondering now that I'm laid off whether I should roll that into an IRA and take control over the investment. Please advise and uh, listen to the show. Thank you. My quick answer would be yes, because most 401ks, they might let you leave it there. They probably would, but most 401ks are very limited in choices. So, I consistently say roll the old 401ks into an IRA. Now you can do what you want. You can hire somebody like me to manage it. You can manage it yourself. You can put it in CDs if you want to be really careful with it. Certain things you couldn't do if it's sitting there in a 401k, you can do if it's sitting in an IRA. See, so, you know, you could buy bonds, you know, those are, you, know you could buy, you could buy precious metals. You probably couldn't do that in your 401k. You know, so this is this is why I always tell people, yeah, go ahead and roll it over into an IRA. It gives you freedom of choice. 
and I'm all for freedom of choice. So my my quick answer is be yes, and if you call our offices, we'd be love to be your money manager. So call us if you want that kind of help, or if you just want help, I'll, I'll you call me. I'll just give you help anyways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I would love to have you as a client, but that's okay. Okay, uh, let's see. Where can we go? Okay. I'm, I'm C. Peasley. You're listening to S-Talk, everybody. So, obviously, you understand the importance of unbiased guidance and experience market analysis. I encourage you to consider subscribing to our KPP Premium Newsletter. I write that darn thing every Friday and distribute it on Friday late morning. So, in the newsletter, you'll get pretty valuable information. I think it is. I, I'm, uh, you get uh, Every week, there's like four sections, and one's a market analysis section, a portfolio management section, a couple of stock ideas section. And even on Friday, on, I, on Invest Talk on the show here, I briefly you know talk about the various sections of the premium newsletter. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com investtalk.com and now I'm ready to take your questions 888-99-CHART you are listening to Invest Talk. we have an important schedule change to announce due to the coronavirus Steve Peasley has cancelled his April trips to Houston and Chicago however Steve is making appointments for his no cost and no obligation portfolio reviews via telephone consultation or two-way video Skype consultation. So you can reach out to Steve Peasley or Justin Klein now through investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is John calling from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I had a quick question about Hostess. It looks like they're really low and their debt-to-equity ratio is fairly low. I was just wondering what your guys' take is on the Hostess brand in general. I'm looking forward to your guys' answer. Thanks for the show. Okay. Uh, Hostess Brands, uh, TWNK, Twinkie, TWNK. Hostess Brand produces supplies and bakes sweet goods in the U.S. under the brand name Ding Dongs, Ho Ho's, Donettas, and Fruit Pies, and Twinkies. Okay, uh, you do know that Hostess went out of business 10 years ago, 12 years ago. They went out of business, uh, and it was interesting. It was, you know, why they went out of business. They were going business. They just couldn't afford the overhead. The overhead was too high for them. They just went out of business. And so they sold the name Hostess Brands, and then they came back out with their, you know, a year or so later. Um, they're going to make 70 cents this year, 81 cents a share next year. That's the estimates. They're probably going to fall to some degree. Uh, sales growth has been pretty, you know, between 1% and 10% in the last four quarters, 1%. And you know that's going to fall too, right? We know that. So is it worth it? Okay, 81 cents, it's a $10 stock. It got down as low as nine fifty and then bounced up. It was selling at fourteen fifty at the beginning of this year. And that was at its top. So it went from fourteen fifty down to nine fifty, but now up ten dollars sixty six cents. Personally, I don't think it's strong enough to one point three billion dollar company and they have they do don't have they don't have much debt. You're correct in that. Management owns twenty five percent, which I like. And the mutual funds have been buyers, slow buyers over the last year. So that's good too. It's a tough call for me, but 
I, it's I, I'm more I'm more want I'm a, I would rather see you getting more basic foods, not the sweet foods. You know, that's what I would like to see you get into. So I, I don't know if I can recommend Hostess. I, I I don't think so. Okay, appreciate the call though. Thank you. The T W N K is the symbol. Hostess Brands. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So. Phase four of the stimulus, another stimulus, okay? And this one is on infrastructure. Trump has uh, asked for $2 trillion infrastructure uh, spending, which I think is way overdue, by the way. I think we should have that. That should have happened a couple of years ago. But And what's nice is uh, Nancy Pelosi the, is agreeing. So if you can get those two to agree on anything, <laughs> That would be a big plus. Of course, they're all going to, you know, the de- devil's going to be in the details. But we're probably going to need this coming out of this this recession. I, I'm pretty sure we're going in recession, everybody. It's just how deep. Um, so we're probably going to need it. Now, notice no one is even having one iota of a thought of how much debt we're putting ourselves in. We're already in deep debt. Now we're putting in more, more debt. And no one's thinking about, Afterwards, after we recover, now what? What are we going to do? What is this debt we're going to get into going to do to the economy going forward? And most, um, I would probably think it should produce inflation down the road. Right now, we're seeing deflation. I think, but I think it's necessary. Uh, infrastructure. If you're going to try to avoid and get out of this recession that we're pushing ourselves into. I think you need spending. You're going to need. You can't. The Federal Reserve can't do everything. They've lowered the interest rates down to not, practically zero, 025 percent. They're going to go to negative. They don't want to. They might have to, but that's not going to. That's not where we want to go. We'd rather have the stimulus of spending on infrastructure. That's smarter than doing all the financial. What we're doing with the. Uh, increasing the Federal Reserve's uh, balance sheet tremendously. Anyways, let's go talk to Ken Ramona, mutual funds. He wants to talk about mutual funds. Hi, Ken. Uh, hi, Steve. Uh, this is Ken. Uh, I have a question <laughs> on uh, over the past good years, I've been dumping my RMDs into a money market fund. And, and now I feel I should be spreading that out. And I was wondering... If uh, a Jenny May fund would be a good place to put some, actually, it would. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, because it's very safe. So if you you know it's it's you'll make more more money than the money market fund, uh, but you won't make a huge amount. But you'll probably make two to four percent somewhere in that range, and that would probably stay above inflation. You know, so at least you're you'll be above inflation. Uh, everybody, uh, Jenny Mays, uh, mortgage-backed securities, and RMDs, he mentioned RMDs, required minimum distributions. So are you, you're over 70 years old, um, Ken? So he has to be. Uh, because he, he, you're not required to take the he's t- required minimum distributions required when you reach the age 70 and a half, and you're required to take money out of your IRAs because the government wants it taxes. You yeah. really don't want to take it out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I, uh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Got, you got time for another one? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, uh, you Make were talking quick. about 
the investing environment ahead of us, whether it's how deep it's going to be, recession, or and stuff like that. Right. What about? Uh, uh, I'm 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 already into a, a equity income fund. It's a deferred uh-huh. uh, uh, fund, and I was uh-huh. wondering what you think of putting more in a taxable equity income fund uh, for the next com- the coming years. I think it's too soon to do that. Too soon, Ken. Let's wait for to see if we have a retest. Let's see if what's. Let's wait. I think we're going to have some positive news because I think the coronavirus peak. But then there's going to be negative news about the corporate earnings coming in the next quarter or two. I, I just think you're a bit early on that yet. So I would not. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, just one, to help you achieve financial freedom. Sounds like Ken's already there to me. And our work continues right after this break. So get your questions in now at 888-99-CHART. Here's another benefit when you sign up for our Invest Talk Insider program, a brief list of real estate investment trusts, REITs, that should be on investors' radar if they're looking for exposure to this dividend-focused sector. You can sign up for this free Invest Talk Insider program on investtalk.com. On the next Invest Talk, are some 60 large U.S. companies susceptible to a dividend cut? That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, but he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Farhan in San Jose. Farhan, you want to talk about DocuSign? Yes. Hi, Steve. Thank you for your show, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you. So, um, I like DocuSign because of the industry it's in, and given the situation currently. But I don't like yes. it for the give based on its financials. It's um, I, from what I was able to understand, it's uh, still it's not still making any money, and I'm not sure how much of a moat it has around its business down the line, because I think there are other companies right. that also do the same kind of. Um, the same kind of online uh, that facilitated online mm-hmm. transactions. Yeah, and it's certain is expensive. Everybody else, for everybody, this thing made a fifty-two week high today. Fifty-two week high. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Provides this is DocuSign Inc. And uh, by the way, I use DocuSign, so I, I know what they do. And it's really great system. Provides e-signature solutions and enables businesses to do. Uh, to digitally prepare, execute, and act on agreements. So I have my, when people come aboard with me, you know, through TD Ameritrade, we, they use DocuSign, we use DocuSign, TD uses DocuSign, and you can sign everything electronic, fill out the applications, and, you know, it's really a neat system. Now, they're going to make 51 cents this year and 83 cents next year, and their product growth rate is pretty good. I mean, they're, you know, the sales growth is great, 30, 40%. But it's a $92 stock. 
<laughs> it is not inexpensive, and it probably will benefit from everybody's working from home. It probably will. I just, uh, I, uh, Farhan, I have troubles buying it for that kind of money, and you're right. What's the moat? moat everybody else, moat means what about competitors? Can they do the same thing at much less price? That's, that's a moat. You want a moat that's difficult. Their moat might be that everybody knows DocuSign. A lot of people know DocuSign, so their brand name could be their moat. But as far as the systems, you, other companies could do that too. So Farhan, yeah, I, I just wouldn't buy because it it's so expensive. That's my problem with it. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Edward, uh, Edgar, Edgar in San Diego. How you doing, Edgar? Yes. Hi, Steve. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my question. Uh, the question you I are. have is, why are you thinking that this market goes down and reaches the bottom? Could you explain that a little bit for me? Yeah, it's it's more of a psychological thing, uh, Edgar. Um, people tend to repeat their patterns over time. And, and the patterns are a lot of different things. And the stock market's no different than anything else. It's driven by people most of the time. And what happens is, is people, you know, the market falls, right? And it scares everybody. So a lot of people are getting out. But not everybody got out. Then the market rises on a bounce, like we've seen. Very often at a certain point, those people that didn't get out decide, I better get out while the getting's good. Okay, and it's very common that produces that second test of that low. It's all about the psychology, Edgar, nothing about what, you know, fundamentals or technical. Well, I can tell you in technicals, you can see it because it happens a lot. Um, but there's, there's nothing fundamentally different in the economy or anything else. It's just what people do. And the studies have been done. I don't know if you heard me at the top of the show talking about Fibonacci retracement numbers. Fibonacci was a mathematician, and he did all kinds of studies on these retracement numbers. And, you know, it's very common in nature as well that certain patterns happen, and that's just what this is. So that's why many people are saying, oh, we're probably going to have a retest at the bottom. And it doesn't have to go all the way to the bottom to have a retest. doesn't have to. Uh, but it still would be a retest. And sometimes it'll break through that bottom and go deeper. But the bottom is the one they put in because you've had a pretty decent bounce last week and part of this week. So the odds are, um, unless there's more catalysts to keep it going up, and I think we're, I'm not, I don't think we're done with the bounce. I think we might go up higher. I don't, I do. Because I'm looking at the Fibonacci numbers. Appreciate the call, Edgar. Thank you. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. I will return tomorrow. In the meantime, please feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our Investop podcast. I really do appreciate that. Our numbers are really good during this crisis, and I'm glad we're getting out there. You can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Investop.com. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis. 
and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.